0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the place where we discuss all things communication. This is Guide to Awesomeness, powered by Coldwell Banker, Ronan Realty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Guide to Awesomeness. I'm joined today in person, actually. It's kind of exciting, you know, a new step because a lot of this stuff's been virtual with michelle Finnemore. michelle is the owner and operator of michelle Finnimore interiors limited it is a registered insured home staging company staging both occupied and vacant homes she is a certified staging professional and a maria killam true color expert michelle's work has been featured on hgtv the maryland dennis show as well as top million dollar listing which is seen both locally and internationally She's been awarded RESA Top 10 Stager in Canada multiple times, as well as for design work in model homes and sales presentation centers for builders in both Canada and the United States. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, I'm a pleasure to be here.
0: Just to get things started, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you, a brief introduction about who you are, you know, how you got into the role you're in.
1: Well, it's a very interesting story, actually. Uh, it was uh, 15 years ago. We had just closed a construction business. We were sitting there watching a show from England, actually. And it was about homestaging, which was a relatively new thing in Canada way back then, but they'd been doing it in England for a little while. And a uh, lady on the TV, uh, her name was Anne Maurice. People may remember that show. They may not. It was a long time ago. And they just sort of started up with HDTV. And I was reading a Style at Home magazine, and there was the lady's face right in the magazine. And uh, what she was saying was, if you're thinking of becoming a homestager, I uh, only endorse one company in the whole world to get your training, and this is it. And it was right here in Canada in St. Catharines. So I picked up the phone. That was a Thursday. And I was in the course on Monday, and I was in business a week later. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so once I make my mind up, uh, my husband said, well, this, you could do this. No problem. This is something you'd be good at, right? So I, uh, I have a, an art background a little bit in that I understand color well, although I did take more training in that with Maria Killam very intense course about color and undertones. And I took many, many courses through the uh, Certified Staging Professionals program. And of course, throughout the years, always upgrading. And that's how you stay awesome all the time is by always learning.
0: So it sounds like you found your calling. That's always good to be able to know, even though it might might take you a little while to figure out where you want to be, but you finally figured it out and and you seem to be happy and you seem to enjoy the work you're doing.
1: Absolutely. I was with a new realtor to me this week and he's been in business a very long time but he hadn't been using stagers and uh, they had me come out and after I was done because he stayed in the main floor doing some paperwork while I went with the uh, one of the homeowners through the house but he could hear what I was saying and as soon as I was done and I left he texted me and he went you're awesome <laughs> which I went that goes great with your podcast. It sure does. <laughs> so that's what I always try uh, to get to happen is that when people uh, are done with the appointment with me and we've gone through each room of the house that they feel comfortable enough that they can move forward. Uh, they have a plan room by room. that's what gives me so much joy in what I do is because I'm helping people
0: exactly. moving forward into the the concepts behind staging, why would you say it matters?
1: Okay, it matters to both the homeowner and the agent. So for the agent, what it does is it helps build the brand so that when people are seeing their listing photos, they're seeing prepared homes all the time. There's people I know of agents that have said to me. They'll get a call saying, I'm not even calling anybody else. I've been watching your listings for like a year or two, and I want you to list my house. That's what you want to have happen so that your pipeline's always full of people that just want you. And if you do have to go into competition for a listing, you have the ability to say, I have a team in place. I have a home inspector. I have a, a home stager uh, that will get results for you, that type of thing. For the homeowner, it's the same thing. It's, this is their most important investment, typically, is their home. So we want them to be able to uh, have listing photos that showcase each room to a buyer. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but on uh, the MLS system now, I understand they time the buyers, how long they look at each picture. Uh, a few years ago, it was you know maybe 30 seconds, that kind of thing. But now it's down to three seconds. So it's just like Instagram. They're swiping left every three seconds. So you don't have much time to get the attention of people looking online. So I explain that right off the bat. When I enter the house is that's why we're doing what we're doing. And if they haven't sold a house in 30 years or 10 years, even they have no idea what I'm talking about even, <laughs> but then you know I'm going to say 90% of the people I say it to, they go, yep, that's me. I'm looking at listings and I'm swipe, 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 swipe. So yeah. I'm going, okay, this is why we do what we do. So it's nothing personal. But that's why staging matters because we have to get the attention of the intended market to come out to see that house and get the feet in the door. That is the whole idea of staging is getting feet in the door.
0: And it makes perfect sense. I mean, like you said, it's just like Instagram. I mean, we're, we're becoming more, more needy of that, you know, quick gratification. We want to see the answer and we want to be able to move on really quickly. And so I guess staging really is able to show and give people an example of what that room can look like for them in the future when they, if they decide to purchase that property, but then they're able to see. The value of what what work goes into putting all of that kind of stuff together as well.
1: That's correct, and it is work. I have people that say to me, "That sounds like a lot of work, what I have to do." And I say, "Exactly." But you know what comes at the end of a work day? A paycheck. Paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> and so they do have uh, the National Association of Realtors in the U.S. They actually do a uh, survey once a year with all the agents, asking these very questions. So the most recent one I have here is from uh, 2021. And they say said that the average price increase by staging listing was up by 25%. And then the average uh, return on investment for the money spent on staging. So typically the agent is paying for the consultation as part of their marketing plan mm-hmm. for that property. But the homeowner typically is paying for the staging. And their return on investment is their latest stat is 8 to 10%. Wow. So that's a lot of money that they're making extra yeah. on a house.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I'm sure staging can also help with those... Uh- instances where this is the price that they've put, but then they, you know, getting those offers that are you know, $50,000, $100,000, 300000 more can be caused from the way the room is set up and the staging behind it.
1: So I did one earlier in the year. Now, granted, this year was an odd year for everybody knows it, but uh, it was down in the uh, Etobicoke area, the older area. The house was built in the, I'm going to say the 80s. They had it for sale and they couldn't get any offers anywhere near what they wanted. So we staged it. We had some rental furniture brought in, artwork, pillows, all that kind of stuff. But we used what they had too. And they listed it for $1,248,000, I think it was. And it sold for $500,000 more. Hmm. That's insane. It's an old house from the 80s. We're not talking this is a model home. Okay. But once it was presented and this is how you use the house, because there was a lot of spaces where you just went, hmm, what do you do there? So this way we actually showed them and that's what we always explain to people is that we uh, showcase every square foot in a house, we give it a value. So like right now people need, you know, maybe a place to do work study in a quiet area. So we're going to find a spot where can we we create that and that creates more value in the eye of the buyer.
0: And now moving in, how can effective interior design change the way people feel when they enter a space?
1: Okay, so... Flippers don't have any feelings about it. They basically just walk in. I'm going to rip it apart anyways. I don't care. It's a good street, good location, whatever it is, right? They know what their budget is for doing it. But for the majority of the other buyers, you have to actually show them how to live in this house. If it's an open plan, it's really difficult for people to see (laughs) if it isn't set up properly. So like uh, yesterday, I was doing a a listing with one of your agents here, and uh, the furniture was on angles in the room. That doesn't look good in photographs, so that's how I explain it to people, is that when I was very, very young, I actually worked with photographers. So when I walk in, I'm looking at it, what's the camera going to see? And how do we open up the room so that when they take the photograph, they're getting the largest space available, but it still looks friendly and inviting. The other way we do it is we'll uh, bring in artwork, and that helps direct the eye to where you want them to look. So say if they have a patio door, okay, we're going to open the draperies up left and right. It's called banking, banking the draperies like a riverbank. But if there's pictures hung on either side of the door, I'm going to ask them to to take them down. So we invite people to look where we want them to look. That's what staging does. So there's the green trees out there, mature trees, backyard, whatever it is. It could be a big uh, back deck, uh, but that's what we want them to look at.
0: And how can we communicate who we are in a space without it being overwhelming to whether it's our guests, clients, buyers, et cetera?
1: So the easiest way to communicate to your buyer when they're coming through is creating a nice, calm environment. So the one thing we do is if it needs to be painted, we do mention it to them. They may say they're not going to paint, and that's fine. But my job as the professional stager is to give them all the suggestions, and I do explain to them. You don't have to do all of these, but they are made in the reason of we want you to get the most money possible for your property. And number two, we don't want this for sale forever. We want it sold and get people out of your house. We want it done. So we always ask them to paint a neutral color, which I do pick. I look at all the flooring. They may have four different kinds of flooring, so you got to pick something that goes with all of it. Uh, We call paint uh, cash in a can Mm -hmm. because it is the cheapest thing you can do to get an instantaneous move-in ready look. Mm -hmm. It's cleaned up, it's bright, Uh, The second thing we do is we always want the light bulbs changed to daylight, if at all possible. That's the two main things we do. And then from there, it's furniture placement, because that can make a person feel welcome or not. So say you're taking a picture of a living room, and sometimes you'll have the sofa right across in front of a fireplace. But that makes the listing photo have 50% of the listing photo is the back of a sofa. Mm -hmm. That's not inviting. That's a big stop sign. So we're going to move that sofa to the left or the right so that we can see the fireplace, open up the picture, open it up for people to walk through. The other thing we do is, and I I physically show them, I put my fingertips together and spread my elbows out. That's the minimum pass-through amount of space that we need between, say, a table edge and the back of a sofa or a chair and whatever, right? So we give them physical reminders of why you need to be doing this.
0: And what would you say is the most common misconception that people have when it comes to staging and creating welcoming space?
1: Most common misconception is keeping too many things out. So again, when we're talking about listing photography, number one, what I'm doing is I'm making the shape of a triangle because that's what every shot looks best as. So whether it's an upright triangle or off to the side or pointing down, doesn't matter, but that shape has to be there. So anything that's not within that shape, we take out. There should only be maximum. I always say three things on any surface. So that could be a coffee table, Uh, If it's an end table, it'll be a lamp and maybe a book and maybe a small decorative piece on top of the book. So there's your three pieces. Don't have too many things out. This is where listing photos become too congested. So now I'm going to ask your listeners, just look at any listing photos they can online and then they're going to see what I'm talking about. They're going to see where the listing photo could have been made so much better by practicing that one thing, just the, the three items, right? So that's what we go for.
0: It's kind of interesting. You know, I, I've I've heard the, the rule of thirds and all of these different things like triangles, the strongest shape. And I just find it so weird uh, that as humans, we're so in tune with that. We're so in tune with the idea of three things. For some reason, we find it visually appealing. We find the idea of triangular shapes and triangular space and everything is so visually appealing and i think that's it's weird that again like you said like that's that's how it works that's the best way to showcase spaces
1: it is so in photography it is a known thing that if you're marketing anything which again staging is merchandising and marketing it Mm -hmm. is not decorating work so please please have that straight because you'll have people say oh i love doing decorating okay that's fine but that's not what we're doing we're doing merchandising and marketing you have a product for sale We don't want it to sell for less than what it could possibly get. From there, when you look in nature, you can look this up, it actually leaves, trees, flowers, whatever it is, the number of petals or leaves they have is always an odd number. It'd be Mm -hmm. threes, sevens like that. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's why our uh, somewhere deep inside us, we all have that. We know that.
0: Now moving into, I guess, more in relation to the way you do business, what is the most effective way for you to create relationships with new clients?
1: The most effective way that I have found is word of mouth, and this is no mystery. Uh, When I very first started working, I was in sales. I was trained by a man who came up out of Boston, uh, was a sales manager, and he'd been trained by Zig Ziglar. So that's, I can't get better than that. He's the number one. So that's where I learned all of my sales building methods of how I I attract clients. I do what I say I'm going to do. I do it on time. I do it on budget. There's no surprises. If any issues do arise, I'm already solving them and I'm presenting one, two or three solutions which one works for you and I move forward from there. So, you may have noticed my license plate that says Go to Girl. That's what people know me as if you just want it done, go to Michelle. And if what do you need? Uh, anybody can call me anytime. Do you know somebody that does this? Do you know somebody that can provide this? Yes, I do. I always let the homeowner know though, dealing with your local agent here. They have their own referrals, they're trusted you're more than welcome to do it. But if they're busy, and they can't do it, then please call me mm-hmm. and I will definitely supply you with something. So that's how you build relationships. That's how you get them to refer you to other people. And that's yeah. what this whole business is about, is getting referrals. So I was taught that if you did your, your building of your sales in the first two years, by year five, you should never have to look for business again. It should, your pipeline should be full
0: and it makes sense again it relates back to i think and most business i think could benefit from that idea is that whether they're providing a product a service whatever the case their the referral network is huge right you start out by building your clientele and then like you said you have that pipeline that just continues to grow and grow and again that that referral network and i mean that that's a huge part of a real estate business is referral network as well and i think obviously going hand in hand with your real estate agents and working with them you not only have obviously clientele that are homeowners and things like that. You also have clientele that are agents. And obviously, your, your marketing differs slightly, but you're still doing the same work.
1: Okay. So i never work for the public. I only work for agents. That's mm-hmm. my business model. That's not every stager's mm-hmm. business model. So uh, now we have social media, which is great. I've met many agents on there. So I always say, if you have a dog, walk it because you're going to meet people and meet other like-minded people. And there's your base of your business. So I work for an agent now for almost eight years because I just commented on what a great picture he had of him and his dog. (laughs) And uh, people will see occasionally on my Instagram or Facebook feed of me sitting with a big, hairy, white and black dog, gray dog, a sheep dog. And uh, that's that person, right? So again, that's how you build your business. Is What do you have in common? Is it yoga? What is it? Is it walking on the trail? Is it kayaking, canoeing? Everybody has something. Is it horses? Is it cows? You know, I I often frequently post pictures of those things when I arrive at a farm, right? So I grew up on a farm. So yeah.
0: And do you find that you learn more about the psychology of people as you help to enhance their spaces?
1: Absolutely. So They either are gung-ho, let's get to it, they're starting to move stuff as I'm talking, okay, or they're incredibly frightened or panicky. They might be in a situation where it's not a pleasant situation why they're leaving. As we all know in real estate, there's certain reasons why people are having to sell a house. So I do my very best to adjust to that. And uh, some people, they need to sit down halfway through, and that's fine. We do that. We take a break. Other people just want to go through and get it done. And some people are very much black and white about everything and other people, it's a very emotional thing for them. So yes, you have to understand that when you're going through.
0: It's the same with, I think a lot of, a lot of companies know, have to know that, uh, you know, their clientele has a certain psychology about them and every single client is going to be different. And you have to be able to work around that and understand what they're feeling and you know, have that active listening and that that knowing the vibe of what's going on in the space in order to properly service your clients.
1: Exactly. You can generally see it in their face, but sometimes it's their hands Mm -hmm. or the way they're standing. So most agents are very in tune with that. And that's a good thing. And I always appreciate a phone call ahead of time or an email something giving a bit of the background so that I'm aware of uh, what's going on. Uh, Sometimes I don't have any information. I'm just walking in and that's fine too. I know how to do my, my job and I'm very, very thorough and I get, leave them with a booklet that goes room by room. All the suggestions are there and then there's some uh, numbers in the back that if they need any help. Here's some uh, like if you need a piano mover, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Can small business benefit from having someone like you help them create a space that communicates who they are to their clientele?
1: Absolutely. So as uh, you know, we recently did the Orangeville uh, Coldwell Banker office there on the, the Broadway. It was a particular look that was requested for there. So that is the furniture that I sourced for there. And it went uh, extremely well with the work that they'd already started there with the beams and the, and the glass for the offices. And I've also done uh, a gift store. I've done offices. I just did an office down on 200 Front Street in Toronto, supplied all the furniture for it. They're trying to lease it and they wanted to show how many offices there were. And so we did artwork, desks, chairs. I've done model suites. I've done uh, recently for Devon Lee, I did the uh, condo lobby at the newest building they built there on uh, at the corner of Riddell. So yes, every business, they need it. We pick the colors, we pick the tiles, whatever it is they need, furniture.
0: Perfect. Before we go, I would like to ask three questions that I ask every person that we have on the podcast. So the first question is, what is something you do or use to ensure that you are striving to work productively?
1: Okay, so I'm a big list maker, but not just a list maker. I actually completed. <laughs> That's, I
0: think, the key. You can make lists all you want, but you have to make yes, sure so you completed. actually do the work.
1: I uh, definitely am that person. And I always write things down at night before mm-hmm. I go to bed. So I'm not up all night thinking about it. So that's my tip for everyone. That's how to be more productive is please get it off your mind. It's called mm-hmm. hanging your hat up for the night. There's an actual term for it. You hang your hat up and that's what you do. It's off your mind. Uh, then in the morning, you know what you're doing. You're, you're already set to go. I do two walks a day, if not three. And that keeps me being productive because you're getting that mental break. I go mm-hmm. out to a ravine and the trees and the birds and the water and all that. So wherever you find your peace, that's what you should be doing. Don't shortchange yourself. Make sure you're doing it every day. It's important. Mm-hmm,
0: definitely. And what is one habit that has transformed your life?
1: I'm going to say definitely it's got to be the walking. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say that. Yeah. Because you're keeping fit, but mm-hmm. you're also changing your mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's kind of putting everything aside, going for the walk. It's, it could be that, you know, you could be thinking about stuff that you need to do, but you're, you're processing it in a form that's more, I guess, more calm. More I it's would calm. Say. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's stress-free. So that's what I do. There's a a little creek that's there and there's a little half moon bridge and I stand there and I just let that sound go through my mind and I picture the water running through me and it's uh, moving whatever that issue is forward. Mm -hmm. So that's a visualization that I do. And uh, I recommend it to people to start it if they haven't already in their life. And uh, it seems to work. And then on the walk back, it's like all of a sudden it's like a light bulb comes on and I get an answer. Oh, I could do that.
0: Sometimes that walk then turns into a bit of a faster paced walk or or a run. It's like, oh, I need to write this down.
1: (laughs) And then the other thing always is to to, uh, always reach out and ask other people. So Mm -hmm. I was taught that as a child is if you don't know, ask someone. And if they don't have the answer, ask them if they know somebody who who might have the answer. So don't give up, just keep trying. And that's how I've got through everything that Mm -hmm. I've ever uh, done.
0: Perfect. And then our final question, if you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness, what would the title be?
1: I would say, let me see. This is a tough one because there's so many different ones I could do. <laughs> it always is. This is the one
0: that people struggle with the most.
1: I would say uh, how to reach your goals because that's, everybody has different goals. They could be teeny tiny ones. They could be big ones. But you have to understand that if you don't identify what it is first, then you don't know what the path is to get there. But also realizing that the path can be different completely than what you lined up for yourself. Mm -hmm. So what my father taught me was when you're looking for an answer, you look ahead, you look up, you look down, you look left, you look right, you look over both shoulders. Because somewhere there, the answer is going to be there. So it might be it's a person that's going to help you. It Mm -hmm. might be that it's a a book that's going to help you, but there's going to be something. And you just have to keep your mind open. And so that would be my my chapter in in your awesomeness book.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Before we go, I would just once again, like to thank you again for joining me. And is there any information more that you'd like to share anything related to, you know, how people can reach you, contact you, anything like that that you'd like to share before we leave?
1: For sure. Okay. So if anyone wants to check out our work, it's uh, advantagestaging.ca. And there's many different styles of homes on there because I people will say, well, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's okay because it might not be your house. I stage from horse farms to condos to luxury 15,000 square foot houses to everyday regular houses. So they all look different. And it just depends. We put in what is needed for, to attract that market. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they want to reach me by phone. That's 416-928-2999. By email, it's michelle at finnemoreinteriors.com. They can always reach me through the office, of course, as well.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here again in person, which I think is really cool. Hopefully, we'll get to start doing a bit more in-person stuff. And uh, best of luck with all the work that you're doing. And you know, uh, the work I've seen you do is, I guess, just from talking to you, it's really intuitive. Like you really you take the time and you think about what you're doing, and, and it shows that you care about the work that you do. And I think that's important for everybody to know.
1: Absolutely, and that's what people are surprised when we go to their house. We actually rearrange what they have when it's an occupied home and they go, where have you been all my life? I could have been living like this. So that makes it worth every day that I do this. And we stage a little over 500 homes every year and every one of them is treated with that same respect.
0: Thank you so much, Michelle.
1: You're welcome, Jonah. (laughs)
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date with the awesome people and awesome things we talk about. This is Jonah reminding you to be awesome today and be even more tomorrow.